is Ron Darling. Uh, this is Skip Lockwood. Hi, I'm Ron Swoboda of the 69 New York Mets, and you're listening to Mets Musings with Gary Mack. Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. And hello and welcome to another edition of Mets Musings. Hope everybody had a great week out there. Hope you enjoyed the... uh, the uh, roundtable part two from last week. Well, we've got good news this week for change. Yes, good news. The deal for Steve Cohen to buy the New York Mets has gone through. We are waiting in November the other owners to approve. That seems to be the last hurdle. Once that's approved, he will own the team. Looks like it'll be after the season. Uh, that's okay. We want it for next season anyway when we can make some moves over the winter and get somewhere with this team. But Steve Cohen is going to be the new owner of the team unless something goes wrong. The uh, deal gives uh, Cohen a 95% stake in the team with the Wilpons keeping 5%. It does not include SNY as far as we know. And there has been no word really about the uh, the uh, minor league teams, whether or not uh, they are included in the deal or whether or not they will be retained by Sterling Equities, uh, a.k.a. the Wilpons. And we're talking about the uh, Brooklyn Cyclones and uh, the Syracuse Mets and the... Uh, uh, St. Lucie Mets. Now, I have heard that there is a chance that uh, St. Lucie and Syracuse are in the deal, but Brooklyn will be maintained by the Katzes, I mean, by the Wilpons. Uh, no official word on that yet, so we really don't know whether what the deal is uh, with that, but uh, Mets fans are rejoicing as Stephen. Cohen will be the new owner of the New York Mets. So what's he going to do? Is he going to keep Brody? Is he going to get rid of Brody? Is he going to keep Rojas uh, or not? Well, we discussed some of it last week in the roundtable. But just to, uh, you know, uh, look at it again um, a couple of weeks later now, it's, it's a reality, or we hope it's a reality. I guess I'm still pessimistic until i see him uh at the podium uh you know declaring himself the uh the owner of the mets but um you know a lot of people seem to think that what he might do is hire a baseball guy a strong baseball guy over brody and uh, sort of have Brody report to him and have to approve trades and that sort of thing uh, and and give him another year. Um, I'm not so sure I would do something like that. I Personally, if I was him taking over, I would clean house. I'd clean out everybody 
out of this organization completely and uh, just start anew with his own guys, you know, just just start all over again because there still is an atmosphere here of uh, of losing and you need to get that out of the way. And one way to do that is to clean house. So I would come in and clean house, but hey, we'll see what he has in mind when he takes over. Uh, finally, uh, people are asking, is he going to be a hands-on owner? And uh, those that know him say he, he uh, wants you to work hard. He demands hard work. And long hours, uh, will he be involved in everything? Uh, probably not, but we don't know. I mean, he is a lifetime Mets fan. Uh, can't be happy with the way the team has performed this uh, season, e even though it is this short, stupid exhibition season uh, he can't be happy by the way they perform and uh, so he may want to make wholesale changes we'll see does he keep Rojas I don't think he should like I said I would clean house completely um, did Rojas get a bad deal sure I mean he had the team going in you know spring training and then had they gone into the year we could have got a better feel for how he does as a manager but or he would have had time to learn and correct any earlier mistakes uh at this point in the short season he's still making uh mistakes and uh he, he really is not going to have the time to adjust uh, and learn from those mistakes because it's such a short season, and and I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I said uh, earlier in the season that they were going to win between twenty five and thirty games, and that looks to be about where they're going to end up. Uh, didn't check the standings today. Let me give it a quick check and see where they're uh, currently at, uh, but. Yeah, let's see. Uh, New York Mets, 21 and 27. So they're right around that uh, 25 to 30 mark that I thought they would uh, win this season. So uh, I don't think it'll get them into the playoffs. There's too many other teams. They're, what, two, two and a half back, three back as I record this, and uh, some good teams ahead of them in Colorado and uh, Milwaukee's right there. So it, it's it, it's an uphill battle, even uh, with an expanded uh, playoff format this season. I don't think they'll they'll have the uh, the guns to get there. They they don't hit in key spots. Uh, their fielding is still questionable. And the pitching staff is just a big question mark now. After DeGrom and Peterson, more or less, you know, Porcello and Waka have not been good. Uh, they've been a bust. And uh, Matz is coming back, but he's in the bullpen. They, I guess they'll keep him there. Um, he's had been awful this year. 
it's just not been a good year for them, and especially the pitches. They lost Syndergaard in spring training, and that seemed to be the uh, whole note uh, on the whole year. So we'll see where this all takes them and leads them. But, uh, you know, at least there's one bright spot, and that's the Wilpons will not be back next year. At least that's the way it looks. We, you, you never can tell with the Wilpons, my friends. Never can tell. They're, they're, you know. Well, we'll we'll just leave it at that. Uh, you know. You just can't tell. Uh, and the Mets are just they're having a lot of things go wrong this year. Let's face it. I mean, uh, Alonzo is really stunk up. Uh, the place, yes, he's he's up there in a the home run race, but he's you know he's he looks like Dave Kingman. He either strikes out or hits a home run. There's no in between this year, uh, and he hasn't been playing that well in the field. So he's been practically been benched. He's been a DH most of the games lately. As um, Dom Smith, who's having a fantastic year is getting more playing time at first. And let's be honest, he is the better first baseman. Uh, Alonzo might be a guy that they consider moving in the offseason. Armand Rosario, terrible this year, awful. Um, he's another guy that they were counting highly on this year, and he is really bombing. And, and you know, Andres Jimenez is going to take that job away. He's been hitting. He's been fielding. Uh, even Giorme, Giorme's been hitting, uh, very good when he had a chance to play. Uh, and he's, he's, we know his defense. He's terrific. Second base, shortstop. He can third base. Uh, these guys have got to watch it because some of these young guys might come up and take their position and their best prospect is a shortstop Maurizio. So, you know, they got to find out what they want to do with Rosario. Do you want to move him to center field? Or, he, again, he may be a potential trade uh, candidate as they go into the offseason. He may have enough uh, there that people people will still want him, thinking they could straighten him out. All to come as we move on to the uh, to the end of this wacky 2020 baseball season and let's take a break and come back after this baseball and bbq your place for interesting baseball talk opinions and history baseball and bbq your place for barbecue recipes tips and interviews from the world of barbecue if you like baseball and if you like barbecue then tune into baseball and bbq Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and BaseballTalkRadio.com. Wouldn't it be great if you could get a Ph.D. in life through baseball? Welcome to Baseball Ph.D., a tour company for your brain. 30 major league teams, 100 places to see. Let's touch them all as we make the road trip of a lifetime. Check out my Twitter page at Mets Musings 1 and check out a Facebook group. It's at facebook.com slash Mets Musings. Go check it out and don't forget to call the hotline. It's 516 
619-639-6341. Okay, and we're back. And, uh, you know, it, it has been a crazy year. And, and I don't know if you've been even able to follow the games and watch them. I don't know. I've had a lot of trouble uh, watching the games. I, I don't know what it is with this year. I don't know if it's because they're so bad or whether or not it's just that, uh, you know, you miss the fans in this, the stadium. Not not hearing anything is uh, very kind of puts me off a little bit. You know, you, you kind of miss that fans in the stands, the, uh, the noise and the, uh, uh, the, the feeling of being there. But um, this is the way they, they chose to play the games this season. But uh, even uh, I was recently talking to a former Mets reliever, Skip Lockwood, and even he had some uh, pointed comments about baseball in 2020. What do you think of this crazy year this year that uh, is going on in baseball? Well, to be honest with you, I don't even watch it. It doesn't, <laughs> you know, it's all exhibition baseball. You know, the, the Red Sox are playing the Phillies. You know, they're playing the, the Mets, and nobody cares about that. Yeah. They're, they they sold away and gave away all their team this year, mm-hmm. which... You know, I think they're going to lose some of the, the real good players they still have. Um, it's it was a, a you know a World Series kind of winning team three years ago, and and now it's it's down to well, I don't even know the guys that are on the team. Yeah, but I go in there a lot. They have me in for events, and I sign autographs, and I'm in the Fenway who usually wants a home stand. Of course, I haven't been in there this year at all, but. You know the guys are different. I don't, I don't recognize them. And when it's just different for me, Gary, because they they pitch away from the strike zone now. So yeah, when they're pitching, they're they're pitching to set up their changeup. They're throwing fastballs out of the strike zone so they can throw the changeup. But you know, get them out changeup. And I just never pitched that way. I I didn't have a changeup either. But you know, when we pitched, we didn't we didn't pitch for you know the. the Fool the guy with a fork ball or a changeup or something like that. So right, right. I have trouble watching all that stuff. I don't know. Everybody swings for home runs. I guess that's it. You know, everybody's trying to hit the ball out of the ballpark. So if you throw in a changeup, they can't do it. Skip, I think we're just old school, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. You tell me, I look in the mirror, I see it. I tell you that. That was Skip Lockwood, former Met and former Red Sox uh, uh, relief pitcher, closer for the Mets, good friend of uh, the late Tom Seaver. And uh, I've got some more with Skip. You'll hear about that in the next week or two, uh, talking about Tom Seaver. But uh, there he was talking about the 2020 baseball season, and baseball in general today. Uh, he's he's kind of true. They they. They pitch backwards now. Uh, everybody's trying to hit the ball out of their ballpark, and it's just not the uh, the same game. And uh, the game's going to change a lot this year, I think. I think that a lot of these changes that we see this year, they don't want to say they're going to be permanent, but I believe they're going to be permanent. I think you're going to see a lot of this stuff 
go on from here. And um, not sure that I'm crazy about that idea. With uh, 16 teams in the playoffs, the uh, seven-inning doubleheaders, and uh, the DH, of course, definitely not crazy about it. And that stupid rule, uh, the runner on second to start an extra inning game. But uh, I guess uh, Skip and I are just dinosaurs, and uh, we're not the uh, we're not the the target audience anymore for the baseball market. It's the younger kids, and they want everything quick, quick, quick. And uh, uh, right away, and self-aggrandizement, uh, and not like the old days when you used to be able to sit and watch a ball game. Though, you know, if you go back to the real old days, you go back to the 30s and the, and the 40s and the 20s, uh, baseball games were, were real quick. They were an hour and a half, two hours. And baseball's always looking for ways to... Uh, speed up the game, maybe they should go back and see what those guys did. I wish there was a, a video. We see clips of games from the old days, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. Um, somewhere there's got to be film of a complete game, and and uh, maybe the commissioner ought to watch that and see what they did between innings. I mean, the whole, the whole biggest thing is there was no TV. So there was no commercials. And then when TV did come in, a lot of times the the announcers did the commercial themselves between innings. That way they didn't break away from the action and it was quicker. Um, maybe they should go back to doing something like that. Let the commercials be done right by the announcers instead of going to a break and getting a 30 second or 15 second commercial or two 15 second commercials let let the uh, let the announcers do it i remember mel allen uh doing and red barber uh when they worked for the yankees in in 60 and 61 1960 Doing the commercials and, and opening up a can of Ballantine or uh, 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 holding uh, Gillette razors and that sort of thing. And they would do all of that stuff in between innings. So it was part of their job. And maybe that's something to look at to go back to uh, instead of just introducing a commercial all the time. All right, well, let's take a quick look at the schedule. This is going to be a quick show this week because uh, we're working on some other stuff. No guests this week, but uh, the Mets are playing the Phillies tonight, Wednesday night as I record this, and tomorrow night. And then they come home to play three against the Atlanta Braves and three against the Tampa Bay Rays. And Tampa Bay, of course, uh, leading the division. And uh, they've got a real fine baseball team. And, you know, we're almost done. The Mets, uh, after that, the Mets will have four games with Washington in Washington. So this is the Mets' final homestand of the year. Of course, it doesn't matter. Uh, like it used to matter because fans can't go. So <laughs> it really doesn't matter. But they have uh, two with Philly on the road left and then three with Atlanta at home, three with Tampa Bay at home, and then go on the road to finish the season 
at uh, Washington. So, uh, and that'll be it for this this twenty twenty season. And and it kind of you know I'm kind of glad in a way. I'm kind of glad. I think we'll all be glad to see twenty twenty itself end. And uh, kind of glad to see the season come to an end. And but don't worry, we'll be here. Uh, following the uh, winter meetings and, and bringing in, uh, some authors. There's some good Mets books that are coming our way, uh, in the off season that uh, I've heard about and we'll be trying to get a hold of them and get a hold of some of the authors. So, uh, there will be Mets musings. And that's going to wrap it up for this week's show. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, thanks to Skip Lockwood for saying a few words. And I want to thank you all for listening. And don't forget to um, to subscribe to the show and to check it out on iTunes, uh, Google uh, Play, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you watch or listen to the podcast. It helps us to grow the show. Hit that subscribe button, and uh, it'll help bring in new listeners. So until the next time, uh, with the new owner in in tow, uh, don't forget to keep the faith, to stay optimistic, and let's go Mets. And I'll see you next time on another edition of Mets Musings. Mets Musings.